Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a terrific week out there. Got to get adjusted here with this microphone. I really don't like this mic stand that I'm using, but it's what I got. So uh, we're going to use it for the time being. How is everybody out there? Spring training. Spring training is in the air and, uh, you know, uh, things are moving right along. We're going to talk about... uh, some of the possible confrontations, if you will, competition that we have going on in spring training. Let me put a light on here. See. Oh. I don't know. We got some funky uh, stuff going on over there. That's too bright. Got some funky stuff going on over there. I don't know what that's, what's causing that. Uh, if you're watching the video I'm talking about, if you're listening, makes no sense what I'm saying to you right now, but, uh, that's a little bit better, that picture. So, uh, greetings, uh, Met fans, and I am Gary Mack, your humble and beloved host, and the Mets roster is pretty deep this year. Are you happy? Are you happy that the team uh, is looking pretty good for a change? It's not the same old match. Yes, we still got some some potential weak spots. But, uh, you know, I think they did a pretty good job in filling out this team. And uh, they're pretty well set. I mean, the infield is pretty well set. You've got what I would say is probably uh, Alonzo will be playing first. McNeil will be at second. Francisco Lindor will be at shortstop. And as it stands now, J.D. Davis will probably be the third baseman. Dominic Smith will be in left. Not sure about that. Uh, with uh, Nimmo in center, but there are some other contenders for that job. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Michael Conforto has right field uh, pinned down. Of course, the rotation will be DeGrom, Carrasco, Stroman, um, the newcomer, Tejon Walker, who they signed, and the fifth spot will be up uh, for grabs. We'll talk about that in a second, and the bench. And uh, so 
the competition going on is is the main one's going to be the battle for the fifth spot in a rotation. Will it be David Peterson? Can he hold on? Joey Lucchese was brought in. Uh, he's going to challenge for that sp- fifth spot as well as Jordan Yamamoto. So uh, Peterson will be pushed a little bit by these other two gentlemen, but uh, I I I think to a certain extent Peterson should have an advantage, being that he was here last year. He did the job. He was at at point in time, other than Degrom, he was probably one of the Mets' best pitchers uh, all season. So I know that's that's tough to say when when you're talking about you know Degrom in in the rotation, but uh, he did pitch well coming from Double A. Keep in mind too, he was not at Triple A at all. So uh, he does have options that could affect what happens to him. But I think he deserves a shot. I think he deserves the first shot. And let's hope he gets it. And let's hope he performs. Um, he would be, I believe, the only lefty, as I think about it, in the uh, rotation. And you need a lefty in the rotation to uh, counterbalance the left-hand hitters uh, in lineups. And, and it just mixes it up. You know, it's nice to have a couple of lefties. So you go righty, lefty, righty. In a series or, you know, a four-game series, you go righty-lefty, righty-lefty or whatever whatever you could do. But, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's the deal right now. And uh, we'll see how that pulls out. And the other uh, area of consideration is the bullpen. Are there any spots open? Well, we know as it stands now, we've got Betances and Familia. And, uh, of course, Diaz is going to be there. There's no getting rid of him. Trevor May, who they signed. Uh, Aaron Loop. Uh, but they brought in other guys. And who will get one of those final spots? You know, they brought back Jerry uh, Blevins. There's uh, Daniel Zamora, who's been here before. Drew Smith, uh, Sam McWilliams, Jacob Barnes. So lots of competition and uh, for pitching, especially, as I said, the fifth starter and the bullpen. And this could be very interesting. And it could help the depth. Uh, of the of the uh, rotation and the bullpen because whoever doesn't win uh, the competition will probably end up in AAA. But it just gives that much more depth to the Mets. <coughs> Excuse me. To have these guys uh, stacking up in AAA. And... Uh, the bench is going to look good as well. We've got uh, 
Thomas Nito and and Jonathan Villar and uh, Luis Guillorme and Jose Martinez, Albert Amaro Jr. Um, they'll all be fighting it out for only a couple of spots. And the Mets announced this week that they signed Kevin Pillar, a center fielder, and a good center fielder, and, and he could be fighting it out for a bench spot, or he could be fighting it out for a starting spot, as could Amora for center field against Nimmo. Um, I don't like... Uh, uh, Nimmo should be in left field, I would imagine, but uh, where do you play Smith then? Without the universal DH, it, it kind of hinders the Mets in a way because what do you do? Do you sit down Alonzo and play Smith? Or do you sit down Smith and play Alonzo? Uh, Smith had a pretty good short season last year. You got to give him a crack. However, to me, it's a little silly in that uh, you're weakening two positions then, I think. You're weakening first base and left field. Uh, Smith is not a good outfielder. He might get better. But right now, we saw some things last year. He was not very good out there. He's an excellent first baseman. Alonzo is a uh, decent uh, first baseman, but he's not as great at the position as Smith is. So do you move Smith into first? Well, let's get crazy here and maybe consider making Alonzo a left fielder. At least you're only weakening one position. It's a key position but you're only weakening one position. That's the extreme. They're not going to do it. Uh, that's just something I'm throwing out there. Uh, by all accounts, it looks as if uh, Smith will be in left field and uh, Alonzo at first base. Um, but they'd like to keep Nimmo in the lineup. And, and if Amora or Pilar has a, a good spring and plays a better center field than Nimmo, that could hurt Nimmo's chances. Of play. He could lose a lot of playing time. So some decisions to be made over the next uh, few weeks, and, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, I guess you'd rather have too many decisions to try to make in a limited number of positions than to have, you know, no competition at all and just try to fill spots, which can happen. Now, two of the big things that the, the Mets must, I believe, get done before the season starts and that is they must sign Lindor and Michael Conforto to extensions. They must. They must. Uh, neither one wants to negotiate during the season. I don't blame them. Uh, Conforto 
is probably the more important of the two, uh, simply because he's a Boris agent. You know if he goes to the end of the year, Boris is going to take him into free agency. You don't want to lose him. You also run a risk he'll have a monster year. Why not sign him now? Try to give him the money now. Get him in the pack, and then that way uh, you've got him under contract. Same thing with Lindor. The difference here with the two of them is, and I can almost, I can see them wait on Lindor slightly uh, because he's a great player. But you don't, we don't know how he's going to perform in New York. That's one thing. I know it sounds trivial, but. Uh, but it's something you must consider as a general a manager and an owner. We don't, he's an unknown here. Conforto is a known. Conforto's been here, he's performed here, he's been an all star, he's been in a World Series here, he's a proven performer with the Mets he may be more uh, of a uh, uh, immediate signing than Lindor is I want to get both I don't want to lose Lindor next year he's a free agent you've made that trade and got rid of some prospects to bring in a guy and and then really you're you're really up the uh, creek next year because then you don't you don't really have a shortstop then who are you going to count on Maurizio at that point who was unproven so i i they have to sign Lindor one way or the other whether it's next year or this year but i think the most immediate need right now is uh, Conforto, he's the guy they got to get in and uh, get the extension to for the reasons I mentioned. He's a Boris guy, and and he's proven here. So let's get that thing done before the season starts. All right, let's take a quick break and come back. Uh, let's see. No, not there. There. And come back right after these messages. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Twitter page at Mets Musings one and check out a Facebook group. It's at facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Go check it out and don't forget to call the hotline. It's 
619-6341. It's time for a knock feature on Mets Musing is called Mac Attack and this is the uh, part where I'm going to uh, have an opinion or a rant if you will about the, either the New York Mets or something in the world of baseball and my first Mac Attack is about MLB and their unjuicing or whatever they're going to do to the baseballs. In a report last week, it said that the Major League Baseball will alter the baseball slightly in 2021, though changes to the ball will be subtle. According to the Associated Press, a memo sent to all 30 clubs cited an independent lab that found the new balls will fly one to two feet shorter on balls hit over 375 feet. So? So? I don't understand this. This seems to me the stupidest thing. that I've heard of. Most ballparks nowadays, unless you hit it to, to dead center field, 375 is going to be a home run. So I don't understand why they're doing this. I guess they want to bring down the, they want to speed up play and they want to bring down the offense slightly. But I don't understand. If somebody understands this, please get back to me because this is stupid. 375 feet. So a home run's going to go 385 instead of 387? Or it's going to go 420 instead of 425? I, I What is the purpose behind this? If they want to... They want to lower the scoring and, and quicken the pace of the game. There are other things to do. Raise the freaking pitches mound. Put it back to the level that, that it was in the 60s when they lowered it. I think it was the mid-60s. I forget the year right now. But they lowered the pitching mound so the, to bring more offense in because the pitches were dominating. Gibson was dominating. And I hate to tell him, but, you know, Gibson and Siva continued to dominate afterwards anyway. Yes, their ERAs went up slightly, but they were still dominant pitches. 
as was Nolan Ryan, as was Steve Colton. So, uh, you know, but this one just blew my mind because they're playing around with the sport again. And I really, to me, I unless I miss something in this article and I keep reading it over and over, I don't understand the purpose of it. And the AP also reported that a number of teams are using humidors to store baseballs, and that's going to double from the five that did it last year to ten this season, keeping the balls in humidity-controlled storage areas. The Rockies, D-backs, Mariners, Mets, and the Red Sox already have humidors in their respective ballparks. But why? I don't understand that. The reason they, they did it in Colorado was to keep it from flying out. And to have some consistency for the pitchers. But why these other ballparks are doing the humidors, and we're going to have 10 teams now. I don't know. I don't understand it. And I think it's just, it's stupid. And I, I think this is another example of Manfred trying to get involved in every aspect of this sport. And he's ruining it. Ruining it. There are adjustments that can be made without playing with the baseballs and 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 all sorts of other little things. Don't stupid runners on second base for a double <coughs> for an extra inning game. Seven inning double headers. This is not it's this is not gonna be the same game that I saw as a kid. It, it it's like they're taking rules from slow pitch softball and putting it in to major league baseball. This is the pros, this is the top. This is anything you screw around with. Manfred's got to go. And that's my Mac attack for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Something that we're going to work on as we go along. All right. The Mets signed. Outfielder Kevin Pilato, a one-year deal, the corresponding move outfielder Guillermo Heredia was uh, designated for assignment. He was later picked up by the uh, Atlanta Braves, so Heredia gone, Pilar is out. Pilar has played eight years or parts of eight years in the major leagues with the Blue Jays, Giants, Red Sox, and Rockies. He owns a career 262 slash 299 slash 408 slash line with 419 runs, 205 doubles, 13 triples, 82 home runs, 344 RBI, and 88 steal. Uh, He hit 286 against left-handed pitching. Pretty good. Um uh, not a bad deal. Fortifies the outfield again. 
adds another center fielder. And uh, with the Mets, you never can have enough of those. All right, let's take another quick break. And, uh, man, I am not hitting the right buttons today. Let's take a quick break and be back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show, and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and uh, drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings. back and uh, the Mets have agreed to a deal with free agent catcher Caleb Joseph MLB.com's John Morosi reports via Twitter it's a split contract which means he'll get separate pay for the rates of pay I should say in the majors versus in AAA Joseph 34 spent the 2020 season with the Blue Jays organization but was on the taxi squad for most of the season. And Anthony DeComo of MLB.com reported on Friday that the Mets have hired back an old friend. Matt Dendecker is coming back to the Mets. He will be a minor league outfield and base running coordinator 
Following his retirement as a player, Den Deckett coached with the University of Florida for a season and then Charles Southern for a season. So welcome back, Matt Den Decker. You know, I always like Den Decker. He was a pretty good outfielder. Didn't hit much, uh, but a, a gutsy player. Also played with the Nationals, a couple other teams went on from the Mets. Uh, it was a fifth-round draft pick, I believe, with the Mets. And... Um, uh, it's too bad he never uh, caught on. Uh, he was here at the same time that uh, Captain Kirk uh, Neuenheis was, and he too, uh, they just couldn't break through. Had some good games, um, you know, but just couldn't put it together full time. And it was a shame. That would have been that would have been a good outfield uh, if they just would have hit. Bet offensively, uh, Nunez and and Dendecker that would have been pretty solid. And uh, but you know it works out that way. But he's coming back as a coach, and that's nice. Uh, keep him in the organization, um, an organization he started with, and and uh, bring him in if he wants to have a career in coaching. Uh, that's really a great thing. And uh, he'll be working with the minor league, so he'll be starting from the bottom. With Tejan Walker wearing number 99 for the Mets, becomes the second Met ever to don the number, and his first since Turk Wendell. Wendell is happy about the development and has sent Walker a gift to recognize it. It's awesome, Turk Wendell said. I mean, let's be honest. My number is not retired. I wasn't a superstar player. I sure as hell ain't a Hall of Famer, a chuckling Wendell told SNY. As a token of passing the torch, I actually made him a necklace and sent to him yesterday. And you can see that uh, Tejan Walker got it, and he's embracing the whole thing. And that's that's a great thing. Embrace your your uh, past <laughs> and appreciate what went before you. And he's embracing the whole ninety nine thing. And Turk Wendell, and uh, we'll have to have Turk uh, come to a game and uh, have him get together with Tejon Walker. So there's a great picture on. Uh, I think uh, uh, might be. Um, uh, Mets.com today, but uh, he's embracing it, Tejon Walker. And the reason he is wearing 99 is he wore zero zero last year, but in respect to Mr. Met, how's that, huh? He did not say he wanted zero zero. Now, I think being in a mascot with zero zero, they could have gave him uh, double zero and uh, still let Mr. Met wear it, but uh, he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to step on any toes and, and offend Mr. Met, so he took number 99 and him and Turk Wendell having some fun with it and good for them. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you all for listening and watching. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, YouTube. Wherever you listen or watch the podcast, hit that subscribe button, especially on YouTube. We've got to get those subscribers up there. Views are creeping up a little bit, but now we need to get the subscribers. So if, if you know, tell your friends and family to subscribe to Mets Musings Mac. And uh, uh, let's let's grow this community 
and expand to new listeners. So until next time, remember to keep the faith, to stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.